this is Kiran Nagar from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Cameron Masias with us. Cameron is also known as Coach Cam, the Money Man. He helps ninety nine percent of the people to become one person. He is also known for his talks on fire goals, career coaching, leadership, and recruiting. Cameron, first of all, welcome to the show. What's up, man? I appreciate you having me. So this was the most awaited podcast, like for me today. I really wanted to talk with you. So tell me a bit more about you and snippets of your life, the journey that we can understand. Yeah, I'm originally from California, United States, and only son to a single mom. So I went to a lot of different schools growing up and school was not for me. I was able to graduate high school, barely ended up joining the military. I joined the Air Force. So I've been in the Air Force roughly 16 years now. And it's taken me all over. I've lived in California, Korea, Arkansas, Pennsylvania, lots of places. And so I came back to California a couple of years ago, right before COVID hit to work for the state. And during that time, I thought I want to be a recruiter when I got out because that's what I do for the military. And I decided I didn't want to because I, I kind of dove into the, I created a recruiting agency, virtual one, dove into that a little bit and realized that was not really where my passion was anymore. And I had an executive coach who was like, you should do coaching because you've done uh, recruiting. So you know how to talk to people, you know, how to ask questions, things of that nature. And so I decided to jump into it. I got certified. So ICF, International Coaching Federation coach. And I started out coaching people on career decisions and executive coaching. And then I had more and more of my friends approach me and people I know approach me for business coaching because my mother's in finance. I've grown up in that arena for an extended amount of time, a very entrepreneurial mindset. I don't ever believe that anything's not possible. I'm more so what do we need to do to get there? And I real as I was doing these business coaching sessions, I realized more and more that that was probably where I was most valuable to people, right? When it comes to my knowledge base. And so I also then turned that into, took my finance knowledge and also built that into a business as well. So I do business consulting and financial strategy for people and or businesses. So I can either help you build the business from the ground up. I can help you do that while also deciding how are you going to financially sustain that business. And I also help businesses figure out ways to not only retain their employees, but also how to build retirements for their employees that are beneficial for both parties. So I took my business and finance acumen and I just try and help and educate as many people as I can, honestly. It's about the people that you work with. Who are the people who do they want to achieve? What are they struggling with? So the biggest thing I've noticed is a, it's a lack of education for a lot of people. We're told to just save money and you'll be fine. For And realistic, I think most of us know that's just not realistic. You have to take advantage of uh, whether it's stocks or financing or finances, real estate. There's so many different ways to have your money grow for you. Some of them are more volatile than others. And so it's really just about education. So I help anyone realistically who wants and has a has the means to start building a retirement. You don't have to have an extreme amount of money to start working with me. That's my goal is to help you, but you have to have something ultimately. My general client, I would say, is able to use at least anywhere from 200 to $1,000 a month in order to invest in their retirement and their family or wealth generation building. As far as businesses are concerned, it can be a one employee shop or it can be a 50 to 2000 employee shop. It doesn't matter. It's all about how we structure and how we make it work. So realistically, anyone who is willing to put in the work to really build what we're talking about. 
few questions okay about building businesses so what are the first few steps you put in order for helping businesses to systemize what they are doing and then grow from there so do you, like tell them about do you have any formulas that you apply so i would say absolute first step is really who are you trying to serve and you got to be somewhat specific about it right like i said i didn't just say oh i can help anybody you got to you have to be able to at a minimum contribute 200 or more dollars a month if that's not you then honestly what i have won't work for you or the knowledge i have isn't probably going to work for you now first you got to figure out who the target audience is right and that can be hard because everybody most products can be groomed for everybody in some form or fashion but th those might be outliers who is the like 80 percent of people who your product's going to go to right who are those 80 percent that you need to market to in order to establish like a brand relationship because when you do ads commercials things of that nature as i'm sure you want people to feel as though you are speaking to them if you're speaking to everybody then you're speaking to no one and so that's the first step the second step is what problem are you solving so yeah, your audience now, okay, but what's a problem that you have the answer to that solves that demographics problem specifically, because that also goes into your marketing. And then the third one is taking who your target audience is, what problem you can fix for them and creating either a system or a product that does so. Those are my first three. So ideal customer, the problem that you're solving and the system that you want to put forth for solving that problem. Do you scale the business in the similar way? The way that you build the business and the way that you scale the business, are they both similar? Yeah. So I've been fortunate to where I have been approached with people who have great business ideas and they know their target audiences, but they may just not know how to build a system. One of my recent ventures is I'm partnered with a tattoo artist. We're building a tattoo agency promotion managing company, realistically, to where we can help tattoo artists book appointments, create a system, and really get to concentrate on being more of an artist than having to worry about the administrative pieces. It's not that they don't have the know-how. There's more than enough information out there. But the problem is how when you're tattooing, you can't also be doing social media. You're not going to be like this. And then when you're, but then when you're doing the social media or marketing or customer engagement, nurturing, guess what you're not doing? Tattooing. A lot of times... That's a big, that's a really big part of business, I think, too, is understanding just how thin you can stretch yourself. Like myself, on from the outside, people think that I do all these things by myself. But I'm very, I talk about it a lot, is I have built a team around me of people who are good at things that I can lean on. And I pay, obviously, to handle things for me because I either, either they're better at it or they have the time that I don't to do it all those things. And I think that's a maturity piece when it comes to being a business owner is understanding I can't do it all myself and figuring out how you can bring those resources in, obviously, without digging yourself into a hole, if possible. So digging into a hole, so that's something that you spoke of. So let's try to understand what is digging yourself to a hole. While you are a business owner, there are times like you, you are on a recurring payment, right? And you are making money, right? Then yeah, you have to when you don't have the money. But when yeah. you have the money, would you should you think of investing in people, hiring new people? So, what would be the take of a small business owner then? So, I think it's so digging yourself into a hole. When I say that financially, first of all, because it can be really quick 
or a really easy, excuse me, to buy every single Instagram commercial you see that says your life's going to be easier. It can be really easy to pay for 13 different systems mm-hmm. when you can maybe pay for one system mm-hmm. and it does all those things and, and stuff like that. So it's really doing that research. Social media is a big one, right? Is if you're hiring a social media company or marketer or something like that, understand what comes with the package and what you understand they're going to do for you. Because if it's one of those things where it's like, hey, we're going to put five photos up for you a week and on across two platforms, but you have four and now that four costs more money and you're just like, oh yeah, just throw it on the tab. At the end of the day, those tabs can stack up. So that's why it's being strategic about where your money's going. Understanding finances. I will tell you, like I, I have business accounts, I have business credit cards. What I do is if I have a card, I make sure it's 0% for a certain amount of time because now I'm financing and business is all about investing. It's not always about an immediate return. So I know that I'm investing in my business using my 0% card for the time being, but there's a timestamp on that because that thing needs to be paid off and I have things that have to be done by then. But at this current time, I have access to funds that I can use for future reference as long as I have money coming in. Now, if you have zero money coming in, then you don't just you don't just charge away and call it a day. You got to you have to build a little bit, right? If you have somewhat of a steady income and you're responsible with that, there are ways to get financing that you can use for up to over a year that will cost you nothing. So you have to be very strategic with what you do and understand yeah. to a deeper level because that's how you can roll on to a seasoned business person like Cameron is. Cameron, that's right. Next question, what are FIRE goals? So FIRE is finance. Oh God, now it's like I drew a blank, of course. Fin- financial independence, retire early. Oh God, I don't know why. Anyways, <laughs> we call it your FIRE number because we have to establish what it is that's going to allow you reti- to retire. Hey, okay, I need this amount of money to retire. I need, if I want $70,000 a year and I want that $70,000 to last 25 years, that is $2.3 million. So those are numbers that you really want to think about. A lot of people don't, they just think that if they have this large amount of money sitting in a bank account, everything's going to be okay. Now, the other thing to think about is the taxes of it all. That's something that's considered (laughs) when you talk about your retirement is what type of tax bracket are you going to be in when you retire? Because may, yeah, you have this huge amount of money, you might be getting awesome payments, but if you're giving 35% of it to the government, are you really winning? <laughs> Let's just be honest about it. Are you really winning in life at that point? That's what your fire number is, you know, is for us to understand what is the number for you to retire at? And we say early because right now they just raised the retirement age to what, 72 years old? So Retiring at 65 is no longer retiring on time. It's actually retiring early. But what I try and do for my clients is I allow them to have the option to retire anywhere from 55 to 70, depending on what they like. Some clients want to work longer. They don't mind it. They're like, yeah, it's fine, dude. I'll work till 65. I have no problem with that. But by the age of 55, I don't want to have to work for money. Mm-hmm. I want to work because I want, because I actually enjoy what I'm doing or because I need something to do, not because I'm struggling financially. Wow. So know your fire number, guys. Let's say someone wants to retire at 35, right? Currently, they're 23. So what would we- Realistically, it's about how much money do they need to survive in retirement? What do the debts look like? Are you debt-free? Are you not debt-free? Do you own a house? Do you not own a house? Are you going to, do you plan on buying out? Like, 
there's a lot more factors that go into it rather than just what type, what sum of money do you need? We need to know the whole scope of what that situation is, right? So you say, so if you're 23, I'm gonna pull up my calculator. So if you're 23, right? And you're saying that you want to retire, that gives you 12 years. Yeah. Now, let's just say you need an income. Let's say, where do you live at? How much do you need, you think? Oh, I think $100,000 a year. Okay, then I hope you make a lot of money right now. So, <laughs> so roughly, so $100,000 a year, you want to retire at 35. More than likely, you're probably going to live till the age of, let's just say 80. That's 45 years. So that's four and a half million dollars mm -hmm. over th those years, right? Now, that being said, though, you don't need four and a half million dollars by the time that you are 35. You just need enough money that compounds over time as you're taking money out. Mm -hmm. And that's what I help people understand. It can be really scary when you say, oh, you need four and a half million dollars. You're <laughs> like, there's no way I can make four and a half million dollars in 12 years. Maybe you don't need four and a half million. You may need one and a half million or two million because by the time that money comes over all those years, it will equate to four and a half million dollars. So what are your first two preferences about investing? What do you suggest? So first thing is make sure that you have a strong foundation with your money. And what I mean by that is, first of all, I think we've learned this past year that banks can barely be trusted. With Silicon, well, what happened with Silicon Valley, JP Morgan taking over a lot of that money, which is which was technically illegal, but they waived it just because they wanted to let them buy it. So now JP Morgan actually owns more of a market share of the bank accounts in America than is legally allowed. But they gave them a, they gave them an exemption because of what happened with Silicon Valley Bank and they wanted that money to be influxed back into the banking industry. So that being said, I personally, my personal opinion is I have my money in things that are foundationally safer. So I use, so like annuities, fixed index annuities, FIAs, that's something that I use a lot. So that's more large sum money, but that's what pensions used to be built out of. A lot of people don't, pensions used to be something that were amazing, but what happened was, is they came up with the 401k so that the employer was no longer responsible for your retirement. So what they did was they told the employee, Hey, we're going to match you what 5%. Yay. And, but it's your responsibility to put money into that account. And if you don't, then we, as the employer are not responsible at all. And that's your own fault. You can't blame us. But back in the day, pensions, when you worked for a company for 30 years, every year, that company would put a certain amount of money into an annuity so that you would have a retirement when you got out. And that being said, I use annuities because they're literally built for a retirement. I also use permanent life insurance because it's, you can take the money out, put the money back in. You can reciprocate the money. Not to mention my family's covered. It serves two part purpose. I use it as for my business, but I also use it in case something happens to me that my family will always be taken care of for the rest of my life. Second of all, I do, I use stocks. I'm selective about where I do stocks. Obviously I follow Warren Buffett's. Mind mindset when it comes to stocks as far as, hey, really understand the company that you're investing in, like for the long haul, because you want to like that company because you're going to be riding with them for the ups and the downs. I think society has as a whole put too much out there as far as these big, huge wins when it comes to the stock market. And it's made a lot of people ruin their lives and or become broke because of it. And but I have crypto. I got my crypto, too. And then I just bought it. I have real estate investments as well. 
And then obviously have biz- business ventures. But I will tell you, my liquid cash is in safer assets like annuities and permanent life insurance rather than in things that are a little bit more volatile. Got it. But that allows me to play in the stock market and not worry because if I only play with four or 5% of my money in the stock market, but the other 80% is safe, then I'm okay with that. Yes. So inside, mm-hmm. thank you so much. One final question before we let you go. Number one is about the best ways of reaching out to you. Anything that can. Yeah. So you can find me at Coach Cam Macias on Instagram, Cameron Macias on LinkedIn, Cameron Macias on Facebook, or you can look at my company Forward Learning Group. That's how you can find me on Facebook as well or on LinkedIn. I also have a business page and then TikTok Coach Cam Macias, same thing. And then I also do podcasts called the L3 Perspective. Give, watch us. Let us know what you think. Life, love and leadership. And then if you are interested in getting more financial knowledge, but you're not ready to call me, we actually do Money Mondays where we talk about the products that we actually have in our business and sector. And then on Financial Fridays, we actually talk about what's going on in the market as a whole across the world when it comes to finances, real estate, crypto, interest rates, things of that nature. That is. So do reach out, guys. And that leads me to my final question. So tell us something that you would want to share. Right? You didn't ask. That we didn't, that you didn't ask. I don't know. You asked, you, you asked some really good questions. I'll give a good job. So I will say the biggest thing is that we didn't talk about is really look at who you surround yourself with. If I can say there's anything that has really made, put my business and my lifestyle on a trajectory, it's who was I surrounding myself with and what conversations was I having? Being a military member, one of the things we drink a lot, people know that, especially in the military. That was something that my wife now, she doesn't drink. And so now I don't drink anymore either. And like that alone has increased my clarity because there's no time wasted, all those things like that. Right. But now that I'm not wasting that time, I'm more efficient. And then also the people that I surround myself now with, they also don't waste time. They're very efficient. When we have conversations, we talk about our families and what we want to do for them and what our business is going and where the hardships are. We're not talking about Kim Kardashian and what she's doing this week. Like I don't have cable, like I barely stuff like that. It's really who are you surrounding yourself with and what type of mindset do they have is something that I think is really important for you to be successful, whether you're a business owner or are an employee. I think who you're around can really set the foundation for your mindset every day when you wake up. So on yourself with good people, good thoughts, good vibe and good life. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. I am your host Kiran Agrar signing off. You guys take care. Bye.